0: Hello and welcome to the out for blood podcast. My name is Shane Hubbard. I'm the creative development coordinator at Houchin Community Blood Bank with me is my co host Rachel. How are you doing Hello. today Rachel?
1: I'm doing great. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing really good. Nice. So um, I think the first thing that would be cool to talk about is or remind people about is our car giveaway the trailblazer. You want to go ahead and start off with that?
1: Yeah, first off a car giveaway. It's amazing. Um, we're actually partnering up with three-way Chevrolet. They were kind enough to donate another car to us. We did a car giveaway back in 2019 and it was a Chevy Spark. Um, and this year they gave us an even bigger car and it's a 2021 Chevy Trailblazer. So it's really nice. And that started on July 1st of 2021 and ends on October 31st of 2021. Um, and we've gotten some great feedback. We want more donors to come out. You can actually increase your chances depending on what type of blood product you're donating. so whole blood, you can donate every fifty six days, which means that you could have up to two opportunities to win the car um and then plasma you can donate every four weeks, so that's four opportunities and platelets if you're not a platelet donor, probably start thinking about you becoming one be. yeah, <laughs> especially if you need a new car because you can donate every seven days, which means you have up to sixteen times to win this vehicle so yeah donating platelets gives you the
0: highest probability of winning so if you don't already donate platelets I would highly recommend getting screened to see if you are eligible to and then get on a regular weekly schedule if you can
1: yeah increase those chances and big shout out to three-way Chevrolet they've they've been awesome partners and it's a beautiful vehicle I wish I could take it home but of course yeah yeah. it's really
0: nice to drive like it's really smooth and
1: I know actually one of our um, employees is like, I'm about to quit houching so I can just be eligible <laughs> so for the, the, the car. car giveaway <laughs> <laughs> and then come back. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. And Shane, uh, actually, um, we're, we're kind of doing sub promotions to help really encourage people to come out and donate and be involved and really attract attention to it. So if you want to go off what we did um, earlier this month.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um, not, too long ago, we had a little kind of sub uh, giveaway for a Amazon gift card, $100 Amazon gift card. And what you had to do is we we stuffed all of the, uh, we stuffed the car with a bunch of different balloons, different colored balloons. And you had to guess how many balloons were in the car. And that that was probably the most fun promotion that I personally was a part of only because I got to blow up all the balloons and, and like try to figure out how to make it so that it was difficult to figure out how many balloons were in there and since this is far after the the promotion was actually uh, been announced and we've announced the winner uh, I didn't think we were going to get this many balloons but there was a total of 93 balloons in the car and when people were you know, putting down their name, their, their phone number, and then their guesses, like they were all over the place. Like one guy guessed 275. And I was like thinking like, what would that look like in a car? Like you probably wouldn't <laughs> even fit in the trailblazer. And then some people were guessing like as low as like 23, which I'm thinking like, did you did you maybe not think of the balloons that were going to be at the feet? So I was trying to give people like little hints here and there, like, cause I started noticing the numbers weren't even close. And I was like worried that <laughs> there was going to be somebody who just wasn't anywhere near, near the actual number. So Oh, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. We got a great response from it. Um, so A lot of people like the idea of potentially like, you know, like when you go to a fast food restaurant, they have those ball pits and the, I don't know what those things are called. They're like little colored balls. Um, someone was saying like, you should do that. And I was like, well, that would be thousands of, <laughs> of balls. That'd be like even harder, but it'd be kind of cool. And I think we've, I think it was talking Imagine to
1: opening S- the door for that. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, it, like it probably wouldn't work that well. Um, But Simon was telling me. Rachel, that like we did something with like a Christmas tree once and we had there was like these little I don't know what he said. I think it was like candy canes. He had to guess how many candy canes. Maybe it was staff only. I don't know. But oh. um he was saying that like they, they had a similar kind of giveaway with that. And I thought uh, that was fine. a pretty cool idea too
1: might have to recreate bring, bring that, that. back. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. And um, the winner was actually uh, I don't know if he's high school like he's in high school, but he was like high school age or like early college age. So that was pretty cool. Cause, um, you we don't right now because high schools are not accessible through blood drives or is not as, as much as they usually are. Um, it's kind of cool to see a, a younger donor win something. Cause you know, usually we only, we only see them at those, those blood drives.
1: Yeah. We're really trying to encourage more younger donors to come in, especially with The uncertainty of people returning back to schools and what mobiles are going to look like this year. We really want to encourage the younger demographic to start coming out and start actively donating. Uh, So we've been very active on our social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and even TikTok. Um, So we're really just staying active, trying to reach the younger demographic in different ways uh, since we don't have as much easy access. Um, So follow us on social media if you want more information. We're always um, putting stuff out there.
0: And Rachel and I personally answer all the messages. So like you can, you know, now that you know us and you've been listening to the podcast for a little while, um, we'll be right there. We'll answer as soon as we possibly can. So Mm -hmm. yeah, ask all the questions you you have. We're always available if you need anything. And one thing I forgot to mention, by the way, um, if you donate, you will be sent a online survey and that can give you one additional entry to win the car. So on top of all of the donations you're doing with, you know, whole blood or platelets, you can also get an additional entry, which means that if you know, if someone donates as many platelets as you do, but you fill out the survey, your the likelihood of you winning goes up past that person. So a little friendly competition for, you know, getting as many entries as you can to win the car.
1: Yeah, we moved all of our surveys online, used to have to fill it out on paper. So we're just trying to make it a little bit simpler and easier and you can do it on your own time without having to do it when you're eating your snacks in the canteen.
0: Yeah, and it's always good to lessen your carbon footprint if you can, right? Make things more digital and and save the environment and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, we have lots of drives going on. Um, One thing we're really trying to encourage people to do is check out our website, hc. HCVV.com slash schedule because that has a breakdown of all of our uh, public mobile drives that are happening all around town, also in Ridgecrest and Tehachapi. We're really trying to expand into different areas within Kern County to get uh, more people involved. The outlying areas, such as Ridgecrest and Tehachapi, they've been awesome. Yeah, they're uh, rock stars. Yeah. <laughs> they always
0: come out in big numbers.
1: Oh, yeah. And they're all extremely awesome. And we just want to keep going out there. So if you're interested, you can sign up on our website Um, for whole blood for um, most of our mobiles. We do offer some platelet drives, but those are more for Ridgecrest and things like that. Um, and then you can also make an appointment to come to our donor centers on that same page, too.
0: And if there's anyone that's listening who owns a business or maybe wants to host a blood drive, what is something that they can or how do they get in contact with? with our community development department to host a blood drive?
1: Yeah, nice part is is our website has a lot of frequently asked questions and a lot of different materials that are easily accessible, that being host a blood drive. So if a business is interested in hosting a blood drive, there is a button directly for them that they click on our website. And basically they'll fill out a quick questionnaire, uh, how many people are at their business, is it a community event? Is it a business event? Uh, fill out your address and different things like that. And then that is directly sent to our community development department and they'll get back to you as soon as possible.
0: There we go, awesome. Um, We also have a, a few in-house uh, drives coming up, right? Have we talked about in-house drives and how that works? No, for, not for really,
1: anyone? yeah. And they're becoming more and more common, mm-hmm. especially with, um. Different businesses still working from home. They're able to recruit people, their employees to come into our donor centers uh, to see how many donations they can get, whether it's throughout that whole entire week. Um, So in-house drives, it varies for different reasons. It could be a business that's running it. It could be a special event. We have the COVID memorial blood drive that's coming up um, that's hosted by American Fabrication. American Fabrication is one of our partners. They are hosting, they host plenty of blood drives with us. They built a beautiful COVID memorial wall that has probably about 500 names now. They're still trying to collect names of those in Kern County that have passed away from Kern County. So if you have a family member or a friend that passed away from COVID in Kern County, you can actually reach out to American Fabrication to get your family member's name on that wall. So in sight of that, we want to encourage people to come in and donate blood because a lot of those COVID, the ones that were affected by COVID and passed away, received COVID convalescent plasma treatment. So it's kind of an extra way t- for families to feel they're helping others um, and kind of honor their family members. So we'll be doing a two-week drive um, later this month in early September to kind of help out with that. And um, Tatum, Team Tatum, we just a few weeks ago um, had a blood drive for her at our donor centers. She's 16-year-old fighting leukemia. She has received plenty of platelet and whole blood transfusions. Uh, really inspirational story. Really great family. As of right now, there have been over 130 donations wow. for her. And that was just in a span of one week. So right. it just shows you how much the community has drawn in together for that. So a nice part about in-house drive is you can come anytime, as long as we're open rather than mobiles is a set time. So.
0: And it's always a different location. So at least, yeah. you know, you know, you can go in and, and usually at the front desk, as far as I understand, we'll ask them if there's a specific um, person or if there's a specific group code they want to use. So, before you come in, if you see our advertising on social media or usually we'll have a poster up front of the the most current um, you know in-house drive that we're doing and it'll have a group code and you just give the group code at registration and, and your donation will go towards that group code.
1: The group code's typically like uh, four four letters, four numbers or a mixture of the two. Um, And then you just cite that at our registration. It's as simple as just plugging it into our system. And then we're then able to track how many people have come in on behalf of that person. Or even sometimes, depending on if the person's still in the hospital, your donation can help um, take off $10 off of the blood transfusion they use. So you could help the family out financially in some ways as well.
0: Right. So Tatum had, what, 120 donations? So that's, that's a lot of money off of all of the treatment she's been yeah. getting. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and a lot of times we'll announce these in-house drives and, and all of our drives on social media. So if if you're messaging us saying like, hey, when's the next drive, um, then we can, we can obviously tell you. But we'll be posting on social media. So if you don't follow us on social media, make sure you do. We're very active on multiple different uh, platforms. But probably the most active is Instagram. Uh, it's just at, at Houching Community Blood Bank. And then as we talked about a little bit earlier, if you are ever interested in, in a drive near you or want to host a drive, just go to hcbb.com forward slash schedule and or just go to the website and that, that's where you can uh, click the button to host a drive as well.
1: Yeah. Well, another topic that I want to talk about um, that I was actually thinking of on my way here is. CSUB, one of their communications classes was doing a project on how chin and how to attract younger demographic as well as the Spanish community. One thing, there's probably about five or six groups that did their project on us. And one thing they kept mentioning is the misconceptions of donating blood. Mm. And it astounded me. I don't know if that's the right word. (laughs) Um, But I was so shocked of some of the stuff that people were saying because I had no idea that prevented some people from coming into our doors for donating. And some of the things are not true at all. Actually, most of the things that were mentioned, one of the ones that kind of made me laugh was, um, a common thing where people won't come in is they think you actually gain weight when you come in and donate blood. Mm. But fun fact you actually lose weight yeah because you're getting temporarily
0: ridden. it's yeah, not temporarily. like you, it's not like you can donate and just keep losing weight it's a 20 it's a 24 <laughs> hour period i mean if that was a weight loss tactic i think we would already know by now but yeah we'd all you, have
1: six pack. yeah
0: we don't yeah we'd all be ripped so um yeah you, you you obviously you lose blood you know donating so within a, a 24 hour period of your body will automatically Regain replace that. yeah replace that fluid and and uh, maybe we can talk about like what to do after you donate in terms of like you know, making sure that you recuperate mm-hmm. later, but I'll let you finish with the rest of the oh, misconceptions. Yeah.
1: Um, other one is tattoos. Uh, so, tattoos, as long as it's in a state-regulated and licensed facility, uh, you can donate within seven days of receiving a tattoo. I didn't
0: even know that. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty fast. I yeah, mean, that's a lot faster than I was told.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Most people think it's a year, right? And if it wasn't in a state-regulated uh, and license facility it, the deferral time would be a year which is actually switching uh, it switched on august 16th where it's a four-month deferral so if it, you don't meet those qualifications it was a stick and poke in your
0: yeah your if your cousin's room. giving you a tattoo in his garage then that's technically a <laughs> not unregulated yeah that's not state regulated but if you're going to a parlor and you know they have their their license on the wall you're you're pretty safe and you can always ask if you're not sure you can call them ahead of time
1: Yeah, another common misconception that we've been receiving a lot because of COVID is after receiving the vaccine, are you eligible to donate blood? And the answer is yes. You can actually donate right away as long as you're feeling healthy and well and you're not experiencing any ill like symptoms. So, yeah, just
0: like with the flu shot, you know, as long as you're feeling good and you're not like, you know, bedridden or anything, then yeah, you can come right in.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's most of the misconceptions. I'm sure there's more out there that I haven't heard about or I have, and I'm just for kidding. Well, I can
0: mention one now that you're bringing it up. Um, I was on TikTok the other day and I, I found a couple of different videos. And one lady was saying that you can burn up to 650 calories donating. And I want to strongly advise that you should not be donating to just burn calories if your goal is to to be more fit. And I have a passion for fitness and I also have a, a passion for de- debunking things. And so, um, yeah, you probably burning calories and stuff like that, but please don't just donate to come no. burn calories. If anything, you should be focusing on saving lives and maybe winning the car. You know, you never know.
1: Oh yeah. It'd be nice to win that car. Huh? Um, and you kind of were starting off of, uh, after you donate, um, kind of what to do, what to eat, things like that. If you want to touch upon that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, Um, it's not too different than before donating. Uh, we were in, uh, in a, in a future episode, we're going to be talking to Erica and she's going to be giving us some tips on how to increase your iron levels. And, um, One of the things that you want to do before you donate is you want to make sure that you try to reduce the amount of calcium-rich foods, so like yogurts and and lots of dairy products and things like that, and even vegetables. Some vegetables and fruits will have calcium, typically not in very high levels, so you don't have to worry too much about it. But the reason is, is that can compete with the, the iron in your bloodstream and it can make it more difficult to have a appropriate uh, iron level. So uh, we recommend if you usually have like a parfait or something in the morning for breakfast, switch it up with something else like, you know, a couple of eggs, cr- scrambled eggs and some toast, um, some other non-meat related or non-animal products or be things like raisins and beans. Those are good sources of iron. And then as we always preach, you know, make sure you're drinking plenty of fluids. Um, on social media, I'll sometimes get people that like are you know coffee addicts that are like can I still donate I've Mm -hmm. I've been drinking caffeine all morning and and the answer is yes but we we recommend that you try to reduce uh, your total um uh, calcium intake or calcium uh, well calcium too but caffeine intake the morning before because that can also compete with uh, your ability to donate so uh, if you usually drink three cups in the morning before noon maybe you know take it down to one and then after you're done donating we definitely recommend and this is one of the reasons why we have a canteen is you get some kind of calories in you because your your body just lost a lot of fluids um, you you also have just you know your, your body's going through the, that change of trying to replenish that fluid so you need calories um, we prefer that you have you know the healthiest meal you can but anything that's you know like what I typically do is I'll go to Chipotle because it's all whole foods, you can get, you know, rice and beans, and beans are good for increasing iron levels and things like that. So that's usually what I recommend. Um, I actually have a funny story. If if you want to, if I want to tell it now, please tell. Uh, okay. Um, so <laughs> I made the mistake of working out three hours after I donated, even uh-huh. though I was told by every person that I came in contact with not to work out, and I was stubborn because I was in college. I'm still stubborn, but I was more stubborn then and um nothing serious happened but my workout i felt faint pretty much the whole time and i mean if you think about it you just lost you know a good amount of blood so you shouldn't you shouldn't be doing any sort of rigorous activity so try to either work out the morning before you donate which is completely fine or uh work out the next day so like for me anyway i'll i'll do it the i'll donate a day that's before my scheduled rest day or something like that so yeah in terms of food and like general recommendations on what not to do after you donate that's probably the best please don't go
1: run a half marathon or even half a mile i mean one time in high school i was feeling kind of cocky after blood donations that i went to swim practice not a good idea (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) swimming is
0: a very intense sport like it's (laughs) it's like intense exercise so
1: you don't you're not realizing you're sweating because you're in the water but you are sweating
0: yeah no exactly so yeah, just try to reduce any, you know, physical activity that you do and take it easy. Use it as an excuse not to work out if you want to do that. I've <laughs> I've had friends that are of mine that are donors that will say stuff like that just as a joke. So
1: you can work yeah. out before though.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You just plan your workout in the morning, you know, wake up at five a.m. and go get your workout in.
1: Drink water though. Yes. Please, please drink water.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and when it comes to caffeine, like it's not necessarily that caffeine isn't because I think a lot of people think that caffeine is like a super dehydrating liquid. I mean, yeah, it has some of those properties, but it's still a liquid. So, um, make sure you try to do like equal parts, caffeine and, and water and orange juice. Cause that can help with, that's another thing. Vitamin C is a huge, uh, contributor to keeping your iron level or keeping the iron that you eat being absorbed into your body. So if you have, you know, a couple eggs and some orange juice, that's my ideal, you know, breakfast before I donate.
1: Yeah. Um, if you wanted to kind of touch upon, we've already talked about the donation process, but how long does it take and any other information that you would like to add for that?
0: Yeah, so the, the actual donation process, like once you get in the chair and you're donating is anywhere between like eight to 10 minutes. It's really not that long. Mm-hmm. You spend a lot of your time making sure that you're being screened so that you have all the qualifications to to donate, whether it's uh, whole blood or platelets or plasma, uh, Platelets and plasma is a little bit different process. I think they have a couple additional things that you uh, need to qualify for. But if you're just donating whole blood, I haven't donated platelets myself yet, so I don't know personally what it's like. But as soon as you walk in, you do all the, you know, typical register stuff, making sure you've got your appointment set up. Or you can just walk in if it's, you know, if you're just feeling like, hey, I want to go donate and I forgot to make an appointment. Then you go to a screening room. Um, And for me personally, the finger prick is almost is, is it hurts more than the actual yeah. needle itself. So, um, but anyway, that's where they check your iron, they check your blood pressure, all the stuff to make sure that you are you know, healthy and well to, to donate so that you have a good experience. And so that, um, you know, you, you go through the process and, 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 you know, not, enjoy, well, I mean, I guess enjoy it, but like more than anything that you're healthy and well. So and then when you get on the chair, it's eight to 10 minutes and then you're out. I definitely recommend you spend at least 10 minutes in the canteen eating one of the mini snacks that mm. we have there. Um, my personal favorite is La Rosa ice cream bars. Ooh, nice. Those fruit bars. Yeah, those are really good. Um, and the sugar is good for, you know, replenishing fluids and things like that. So and blood sugar. So, yeah, I would say that that's that's pretty much my experience. In the beginning, it feels like a long time. I, you know, I remember thinking like an hour feels like a long time. But, you know, an hour is, is nothing, especially when, You're saving, you know, people's lives with your donation.
1: Isn't it crazy to think that you can save three lives in a span of eight minutes?
0: Yeah, I don't think there's anything else you can do that's that rewarding in terms of the, you know, the value of your time to what it means to somebody else.
1: I was curious. I actually donated the other day and I donated within six minutes and I was super excited. So I asked the phlebotomist. I said, what's the fastest you've ever seen of somebody donating their actual blood? And she said four minutes and 15 seconds. Wow. Can you imagine? That's so fast.
0: Yeah, they must have been really hydrated. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine how, like, how do you make it go faster? Because I know that sometimes it takes me longer. So like, oh, you didn't drink any fluids, did you? I'm like, how'd you know? Like, well, it's, <laughs> your donation's taking longer. I'm like, man, you guys really got me on that you one. can't lie. No, you can't. As soon as you're in that chair, it's, it's like a, a lie detector.
1: I know if you didn't eat food, too. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, awesome. Um, what else do you have?
0: Well, um, the other day I was thinking uh because of a by the way, a lot of the the topics that I come up with for podcasts or or things that are on social media uh to talk about are all user generated. So they're all, you know, donors just like you that are having, you know, have these questions and they are on our FAQ by the way. So if you ever want to, you know, figure out whether or not, you know, if you're taking a certain medication for, you know, whatever it is that you need to take it for you can go to our website eight website hcbb.com forward slash faq and we have everything listed there so if there's a medication you're not sure about like maybe you're like well i took an advil this morning or i have this medication for high blood pressure is that going to affect my donation we have a bunch of different drop down menus uh, with all the different medications that you can't be on if you are donating or or that you you have to be uh, off in order to actually have the, uh, the donation go through. So uh, one of the ones that we got the other day, uh, if I'm, yeah. So the, the one of the ones we got the other day was about um, antibiotics because uh, somebody had something done on their tooth and they were like, hey, you know, am I able to donate with uh, when I'm on antibiotics? And the answer is no, you can't. So you have to wait. I think it's up to three or four days after the last time you took your antibiotic pill. And if... Um, um, don't quote me on that because I don't have the FAQ <laughs> memorized. But you can all you can always go to the FAQ on our website uh, and double check that. So when it comes to medications or any concerns that you have, ninety percent of the time those those answers will be on our website. Um, but if it's something very specific that you're not sure and maybe you went through the website and you couldn't find it, feel free to reach out to us because there's always somebody at the donation center who has the answer. So we'll go and find it for you.
1: Yeah, you can reach out to us on our social media: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, at Houcha Community Blood Bank, or you can actually call us um, at 661-323-4222. And just ask us any questions that you have because not everything is on the website. Um, Most of the technical questions and things like that, you'll probably need to speak to a nurse to see if you're eligible. So just give us a call, message us on social media. If Shane and I do not know the answer, we always find the answer. So, uh, yeah.
0: One of the other things that I... was really important to to talk about is um, something that I personally was interested in when I first started donating, which was how long do some of the the products, so whole blood, platelets, and plasma, how long do they last after uh, you donate them? And one of the things I didn't know until recently, actually until I started working for Houchen, was that platelets only last about five days, which is one of the reasons why you hear us talking about platelets all the time. Uh, they expire in five days. So if they, if they aren't used, and they're pretty like, I mean, we get them in they and out know. because there's hospitals need them all the time for cancer patients and burn victims and, uh, you know, people that are going through chemotherapy. So, um, but that being said, we still will sometimes have shortages where we don't have platelets because... Uh, you know, they've either been shipped out or if there isn't a a high demand, then they, you know, they expire, so we can't use them. So if you're not already a platelet donor and you want to make an impact in addition to your whole blood donations, I would highly recommend uh, getting screened to make sure that you're eligible to donate platelets. And then, you know, just, it's it's every seven days that you can donate. So uh, you know, you can make it a regular schedule. You can make it something that you do every, like I was talking to a donor the other day that said he comes every Saturday. It's like his little routine. Mm-hmm. Wakes up, he has his coffee, has his breakfast, he does his thing. He comes and donates at around noon and then, you know, he leaves. It's part of his routine. So, so that was kind of interesting. Um, blood, on the other hand, 42 days. So a little bit longer, but we go, I mean, this is going to sound kind of odd, but like we go through blood crazy because hospitals everywhere need it. And with the nationwide... Nationwide blood shortage right now. Um, there are some cases in which we will ship blood to to other states if we have enough. like if we have a stockpile of it. Um, then we will help other donation centers in other parts of the world because the nation as as it is is starving you know for blood. Um, there's lots of people that or you know in Oklahoma or New York that you know they they're not able to meet the demand of the amount of people that need it so um that's one of the things that really motivated me to get back on a donating schedule was we're in a nationwide blood shortage like mm-hmm. there's nobody has like you know just a, a ton of reserve so anything you can do to make sure that you, you get in every 56 days and, and donate, uh, would be awesome. And then plasma, which I don't think it's talked about that much is it's fresh frozen. So we, because it's frozen, it can last up to a year. So that's, that's really cool. Cause we have, we usually have a lot of, of plasma in, in our donation centers. Um, and I found out a, a kind of interesting tip. So <laughs> this isn't, this is only interesting to like people that work at, at donation centers, but like on a leap year, there's always a trick question like, does it last a year in one day or is it less than a year? And it's a year in one day. So if you donate plasma like February 29th, then it'll last, you know, the next year to the 28th. So anyway,
1: Fun fact, Patrick, Yeah, that. Patrick,
0: who we'll have on the podcast at one point, told me, told me that. And I was like, I don't know when I'm ever going to use that. But thank you, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. So.
1: All these random facts that patrick has and his his dad jokes which we'll save for you guys in an oh, upcoming man. episode
0: yeah we might just title that one patrick's dad jokes like <laughs> he has so many like he has a, he could probably write a book on on and they're not all just like regular everyday generic dad jokes like they're you know they're blood related so he, i mean patrick's how long has patrick been working for Houchen?
1: Ooh, over 20 years 25 years <laughs>
0: almost, 30 years. Oh, almost yeah. 30 years yeah so it you know i actually saw a photo of him the other day for uh blood donor day and i had to go to the back and show everyone cuz he's like he looks way different he had hair like <laughs> you know it was it was a really cool photo and uh so yeah he's been working there since g street was up and running and all that stuff so
1: well i we've covered a lot today so um thank you for tuning in remember to subscribe to our out for blood podcast and uh, i'm rachel i'm the marketing manager
0: and I'm Shane. I'm the creative development coordinator. And thank you for listening to our, our Out for Blood podcast.